You are listening to the Dogcast, hosted by T-Dog, broadcasted by SteelerNation.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dogcast. I am your host, T-Dog, coming back from my man cave here in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, once again. Um, we're on episode five. This one is honestly my least prepared episode, but it felt so right and so easy to do that we're just going to do it. I put a, a vote up on my Facebook Fifth Avenue sports page of what episode would you like me to do? I had a couple options. Um, would you like me to do a review on the Heinz History Center? I think that got zero votes, which is kind of disappointing because that place is really awesome. If you haven't been to the Heinz History Center, highly recommend that place. Very underrated. Usually when I go in there, I kid you not, I literally just count the amount of money in memorabilia that they have just because it's like... It's a stupid number, like really high. Um, then I also put up a vote for the review of the Hall of Honor Museum. Um, that was kind of in the running. I think that's going to be number two, so we'll get to that one. Um, then the third one we had was Steeler Life During COVID, which is actually a pretty long and drawn-out story. It's a pretty cool time. Obviously, it's, it's pretty recent, but I think it would be cool to have almost a fresh episode on it in my memory that way it's kind of like not too far gone to a point so we can review that in time and you know maybe in 10 years talk about COVID as a whole like holy crap thing um but the episode that won is i'm going to talk about every single piece of memorabilia that i have in my man cave slash bar here and kind of like that whole setup so i have kind of it's going on three rooms full of the stuff it you walk into my house and you have my living room which is starting to bleed into there now. Um, I have a hallway that used to be like a built-in china cabinet and everything that was built in with the house. We knocked that whole thing out and it was supposed to be a dining room and I've never eaten in it, never once. So I said, you know what, one of those days, I just kind of got the idea that we're gonna stick a bar in there. And then right around COVID, or actually at COVID, like right before the lockdown, I had already bought it and everything. And the guy was done right at lockdown and he brought it down and it would just it worked out like that that conveniently it's not something i planned on um i had no insider stock trading on covid you know but it was just a pretty crazy thing how it kind of turned into that now i have you know then right outside that dining room this was the original thing my man cave that we're in right now this was the the og seeing some videos and stuff from 2016 2017 when i bought the house of just like nothing on the walls like i was so happy with just you know like a poster and this that and the third like just nothing super crazy and uh now it's like i can't get enough and it's just it's there's just so much but you know it's just a cool thing to see yourself progress like that but so i I essentially have like three three whole rooms full of this stuff and then i'd eventually like to turn my bedroom into uh like a movie memorabilia area so like that'll be kind of like all the movie stuff and i'm you know I'm semi into Harry Potter. I like it. It's a great series. I was always more into like Star Wars growing up. Um, Marvel is always a cool thing, but I'm into like a ton of movies. There's really, um, it, it goes off. I'd say the only thing I'm not really into movie wise is like action movies. Kind of not really in, into them unless there's like a pretty good plot line to them. Um, I'm definitely into scary movies and. Ooh, I can't stand musicals. That's that's something else I'm not really into. 
uh, and like I, I was into Lord of the Rings for a very short period of time, but I kind of like grew out of like I don't know just that whole th thing of it. I never got into Game of Thrones. It's not knocking it, not saying I wouldn't like it if I started it, but I never got into like the medieval stuff. Um, but yeah, so that's that, that's kind of the layout of my house. So we'll, we'll, I'll kind of start out in the living room area. I went through and I took pictures of everything, so I'm pretty much just gonna be like scrolling through and talking about everything. Um, as soon as you walk in, probably the first thing you'll see is a giant 30 by 40 um, canvas of Sidney Crosby. And this was done by George Williams. And this was a pretty cool story on how I got this. I didn't buy it. And that's kind of the cool thing that goes into this. A lot of this stuff, I, you know, I did buy most, but a lot of it just kind of came by in a very natural way, you know. Um, so the Sidney Crosby painting, I was cool with KDKA Fan Nation, and I was on that when it first started. And I'm sure eventually I'll, I'll be back with it, but I kind of took a break from a lot of that stuff for a short period of time, so I haven't really talked to them in a while. Um, but they had a scavenger hunt with a Pittsburgh-based artist um, that was kind of like from the Laurel Highlands area, if you're familiar with that area. And they were doing a scavenger hunt where you could find... Um, a painting and it was essentially through clues and everything like that um, and long story short we ended up winning and there was a mix-up the the place where it was hidden it was hidden at a restaurant and they didn't know the contest had started already so we were the first ones there and they didn't give us the canvas so then the second people that went there like yeah, I think it was either like that next morning or that night got the canvas so the artist agreed to make us another one and i'm sure kdk paid for it, whatever it was but so i ended up getting you know this free canvas and it's it's badass really sweet shout out kdk daisy jade fan nation um it, it's definitely a cool piece in my collection and right next to that i do have kind of a space filler it's no knock on the piece but it's nothing i'm really tied to i like things with meaning like that Sidney crosby painting kind of has like a little story behind it but I have a framed Heinz Ward picture up wearing the uh, 75th anniversary jerseys running out of the Heinz Field Tunnel. Um, this is this is actually my best friend. When I say best friend, I have quite a few people that I trust with my life. Uh, Vince, Steeler Maniac, he's, he's up there. Um, but this is actually his that I have. I'm kind of storing for him. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to store it, I, I need a big space filler anyway. So I hung it up. It's like a big... Um, I think it's a 20 by 30 picture and then it's framed up to, I mean, it, it's pretty massive, like a 30 by 40 frame practically. Like it's almost as big as the Sid canvas. And then you come over a little bit more and you have a giant six foot canvas of Big Ben Roethlisberger. I kid you not, it is six foot by probably four foot, maybe five foot. Yeah, it's probably six by five looking at it on how big it is. It takes up a whole wall. And it's autographed right on its belly. This It's actually Fanatic certified. Weird thing. They used to have these back in the day. I'm sure when they first got them as exclusive. But they were just giant canvases. Like they were literally just a giant loose canvas that I'm sure nobody knew what to do with. I have a friend who stretched it for me for, for, for nothing. Um, I'm sure I paid him probably $50 maybe around that ballpark and material. Um... But, yeah, great deal. It's a giant six-foot Big Ben canvas. You can't beat it. I'll never get um, I probably traded maybe $300 worth of stuff that I had into for it in the long run. I feel like I made out on that deal. Um, but it, it worked out really good. Um, shout out Tyler for the hookup on that one. Um, then you come over here, and I have a whole 
I have a whole display area by my television with a eight cube organizer from the Walmart, the Better Homes, in case you're wondering. I'm working on getting a 12 cube organizer for the bar area. So in this um, eight cube organizer, I have my Xbox One, S, I don't, yeah, I think it's the S. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm terrible with the games. I'm really getting old in that regard. Um, but the first thing I have in there is a game used ball from the from 2019 from the Bengals game that was at the Bengals that year. The Duck Hodges kind of came in and saved the day. That's signed by Duck and James Washington, and they both put their stats on it from the game too. So that's pretty sweet. Right next to that football is Duck's game used helmet from 2019. Pretty cool thing. So this is kind of like I don't know some closer stuff. Some of 2019 was my first year in the business, so I kind of like hold that as one of my favorite years to get stuff from, even though we didn't make the playoffs and that was sad in its own. But it was a pretty cool year with Duck, and I'm cool with him. And you know, uh, Derwin Gray was like the first player I ever met from, like that I, sh I don't know that I had like a little private signing with myself. So that was a pretty cool thing. Um, but I have his cleats right below the duck helmet, his yellow and black cleats that he wore. I know for a fact he wore them in the Kansas City preseason game that year at home. I'd have to go through and see some other stuff, but bought those off of him. And above that, right next door to my Xbox, I have a Pirates um, a replica batting helmet signed by a bunch of guys. It's it's not that it's valuable in, in the regard of the autographs, but it was from my son's... Uh, first pirate fest so he and i took that and i kind of got into the line with him you know with all the kids stuff but it kind of sits in there that's his little wing of the pirate stuff so it's got you know it's got some decent names on there josh bell brian reynolds um adam frazier's on it too cabrian hayes so, i mean he's got like some pretty decent names on there then next to the helmet we got a game ticket signed by cabrian hayes from one of the games we went to I've got his first game used baseball from his game, BF vs. Alquipa. And then I also have um, a baseball that just kind of sits in there because I like it. And it's hometown related. But um, it's signed by David Bednar and Neil Walker. And it's Neil Walker inscribed hometown kids on it. So pretty sweet there. You don't see that every day. Then on the top of the organizer here, I've got two football helmets. I've got two replica helmets. I'm not big into the authentics. I'm just cheap. Some people like the authentics. I have no knock on them, but to me, they're kind of heavy and a pain. It doesn't really, to me, it doesn't make much of a difference other than they might be a little bit bigger. I mean, I couldn't tell from a distance really, but again, this is all based on preference. I'm not knocking anybody who likes authentic over replica. I, who, who wouldn't prefer it at the end of the day? Um, but as far as the price difference, I'm kind of like in between of like I could care less to a point. Most of these things are just my personal things anyway. You know, it's not going to matter at the end of the day. So I have a, a standard speed rep and I have a custom yellow and black one that we had done. Um, the black speed rep, I it, it almost got completely messed up to a point. Um, I got really lucky and I got Franco on it. So it, it started out as a running back lid. It was a James Conner helmet at first. I'm like, well, I'll start adding some running backs on it. You know, just, it's a cheap helmet. I paid like nothing for it. It was right after James Conner left and uh, people were really down on him. So I think I maybe had 75 bucks in the helmet. And I'm like, it's like not even worth me selling for 100 Like, I like James Conner. That's my guy still. Pitt, hell to Pitt. 
Um, and that doesn't mean I don't like Penn State for all you people who are about to say eat shit pit. I do like Penn State. I, I did like West Virginia until y'all bastards kept telling me to eat shit. Um, but on that speed rep, it was a running back's lid. So it's got James Conner on it. He was the initial one. On the back side, I got Jalen Warren on it. I got Barry Foster, Rocky Blyer. Um, I got Frenchie Fuqua. And, and like I said, I was lucky enough. I got Franco on it, I think that Friday before he passed away. It was just that that coincidental. Um, and then I also have a yellow helmet. On the yellow helmet, it's, uh, it's loaded up with Steeler linebackers. This one's coming along very, very nice. Um, it's got the main three, obviously. It's got the Jack Lambert, the Andy Russell, and the Jack Ham. And of course, you gotta have James Harrison as Debo on there. Then I have Chad Brown, Greg Lloyd, LaVon Kirkland. And this is where it does take a turn for sadness. So in, I'm going to take a little uh, pie break for all y'all listening there. Oh, yeah. Grandma's recipe. Um, but LeVon Kirkland signed that, and he actually wrote for me, um, R.I.P. K. Green. Just because, you know, I'm never going to get Kevin on it. And he was, you know, a crucial member of uh, Blitzburg. You know, one of the best Steeler outside linebackers ever. So had to represent him some way, and that was probably the best way I could figure it out because LeVon and him were very close. At least I've seen, you know, just posting. I, I couldn't tell you from personal experience. Um, but then on the back side, this is just kind of where I've gotten so far. I'm still trying to add to it, obviously, just funds and meeting people as time goes. On the back side, I have Ryan Shazier, Vince Williams, and none other than Arthur Motes, that whole little shake-and-bake crew. Love that. So that that's like the linebacker core from when I was watching football in high school for the most part. But uh, that's my linebacker's lid. And then adjacent to that, we have some detolf cases that are... These things have caused me more effing stress than they even should. And this is like my ADHD, OCD, probably whatever, all tied into one thing. And but I, I cannot get these things right. I like don't know what about them, what I need to do to them to like them more. But it's just like the stuff that I have displayed. I, the original idea was I wanted these things to be all Acresure Stadium. So it was like you know the best moments in Acresure Stadium history, obviously because in the transition from Heinz and everything. So I figured I'm like that's a pretty cool little project. It's kind of interchangeable. Each year there could be a better moment, you know. So it's kind of something that's cool. Um, but now it's just driven me up a wall to the point where I am just mentally exhausted even thinking about the damn thing anymore. So this is kind of where I have going. This is like the best, you know, stuff I have kind of from Akersher so far in my general consensus to a point. Um, the hard part is Pitt because I want to represent Pitt in it, but there there isn't, I wouldn't say there's not enough moments as in, as more so there is, um, there's not enough like, game use stuff from Pitt that I can get to really stick in the case or even things that kind of go with the whole mumbo jumbo of what I have going on in here. So we'll start with the one on the right side. The right side on the top shelf, these are all layered with turf so they all have good turf in there so it looks like there's grass in there. Um, but the first level is Cam Sutton's game use helmet from all of last season. Really expensive, my most expensive thing I've ever bought, I think, in like almost any situation other than like vacation or taxes. Um, so I got his helmet up top there. 
and then below that I have hanging in the background I have a canvas signed by Pat Fryermuth and George Pickens and the picture is from the 50th anniversary game um, of the Immaculate Reception so that was a pretty cool little thing there um, you know they're both wearing the patch and it's both signed and everything and then in front of that um, the, the original thing that I had was a ball signed by Kenny Pickett and um, George Pickens but I ended up trading that towards my Duck Hodges helmet so what I have there now is just a game used ball technically from the Cleveland Browns game the last game of the season at Akershire but I haven't matched it yet I have a very strong inclination that it's from that game as well because there was a lot of balls that were found to be from that game so it's it, it's labeled as a backup ball but you know these balls are always interchangeable who knows warm-up ball it's a you know it, it it's a game ball from that, that time period. It's going to look nice when I get it signed. I'm not sure if I'm going to get a couple guys on it. Um, the original thought was maybe just getting Kenny Pickett or something like that on it. But then, you know, kind of more, I'm like, well, maybe I'll get, you know, Kenny Pickett and George P and Pat and Deontay. And, you know, but then I'm starting to count all this money up in there. Like, am I ever going to get a grand out of it? You know, like. I mentioned that in episode two about going to GTSN. Like, am I ever going to get that kind of money out of a ball like that? Because if, if one member, you know, turns into Chase Claypool, that whole ball is like fucked. Oh, excuse my language. Oh, well, it, it's all good. It's, it's not that explicit yet. Um, but anyhow, yeah, I mean, you get the jest. Like, like the whole ball is like pretty much ruined and I wasted all this money. So it's almost like, you know not worth it unless the autographs are free and it's a shame you have to like think that way nowadays but it's really like there are no free situations anymore like people think i just get these free autographs all the time it's like i've had to buy like 30 to get one for free you know what i mean it's not a matter of like you know just getting free stuff it's buying so much and selling some so you get something for free out of it you know because it's expensive like you know that's the whole root of why i do it is so i can afford to buy you know one more you know just everything's leading to the next thing you know and it's it, it hasn't stopped and it's not a bad thing either it's it's been a blast like i've got some cool stuff and some great stories to tell and i don't regret a single second of it um but then getting back to the story i'm getting deep in deep into that one um <laughs> right next to that game used ball i have some Najee harris used gloves these are more than likely from practice um, but they are white gloves. They're his custom gloves. They got some grass stains on them. I just thought they looked cool. You know, he won the game in that game anyway. So I'm like, well, I'll throw his gloves in there. It's kind of like a little shout out in there too. Then below that, I have a Kenny Pickett team issue jersey. Um, actually, long story short, the, the jersey is actually a Corliss Waitman. Um, but I had the name plate professionally swapped by somebody who is really good at that sort of thing. And it looks spot on. This is not to defraud anything. I promise you that. This is literally just for my display purpose. I would never sell it as a game used jersey, but the way I look at it, it literally is a, it's exactly what Kenny Pickett would wear on the field. Like exactly that. And it is the closest thing that I'm going to get for that price range. For, for the price I have into it, you know, I'm getting a retail jersey of Kenny Pickett. You know, that, that's the kind of price tag I have into it. Whereas opposed to a game jersey, it's $20,000. So, of course, I would love a game used Kenny Pickett jersey. Kenny, if you're listening, hook a brother up, dog. It costs you like 600 bucks. Like, I'll, I'll give you a grand, you know. We'll make it happen, Captain. But, 
Yeah, I mean, so it's like impossible for a normal fan who makes what I make to own a crazy piece of game use like that. And I and I still want Kenny Pickett on display there. So obviously, just getting the nameplate swapped is enough for me at this rate. And it is signed. I got it signed. He actually asked me at the show, is this one of my game use jerseys? And I, I had to break it to him. No, nah, man, I wish it was, you know, but... It's still a cool jersey. Like I said, it even has the, the things tied at the bottom for like the tightness of it. Then in with his jersey, I have his a used sleeve of his I got from the Steelers directly. I have his used gloves um, from the season. They're more likely just practice gloves. I don't think they were matched any game or anything like that. But they show some nice use on the palms. They got the brown gunk from the ball on them. Pretty cool there. And I don't have any Kenny Pickett pants. Um, so I kind of folded up. I actually have Duck Hodges pants. Long story short, Duck Hodges and Kenny were boys. So in my crazy mind, that could go together. Sure. You know what I mean? No one's going to know. It's just to look nice and inside the case. Because then next to that one, at the top of this one, instead of a helmet, I actually have a pit used ball it's like a game ball from pit it's more than likely just practice um it, it could have been used in a game and then recycled but i've never bothered to look into it it's not even worth the time to be honest um but in with that on that pit ball it's signed by mj devonshire who's from alacopo not too far up the street and i do most of his autograph signings he's a really good kid more than likely getting drafted this year. He's a fantastic DB. I yeah, I think he's going to go very far. He's got the speed. He's got the talent. He's got his head to the, you know, he's got his nose to the grindstone. Um, I mean, sky's the limit, honestly. I think he's going to be the next great Panther. I hope he comes to the Steelers. I, I really hope that happens because I think he would fit our scheme too. Um, but then next, so on that ball, he signed it. He's he wrote on their 56-yard pit six. He wrote the score of the backyard brawl for me. Hailed a pit. Um, then behind that, I have a, a backyard brawl towel hung up on the glass. And then in front of that, this is a cool story that I'm finally able to tell. I haven't been able to tell like a soul um, because it was just a weird situation. I'm not going to go into like how I got them because, I, you know, that part's neither here nor there. Um but essentially, I have MJ Devonshire's gloves from the backyard brawl from the pit six. And what is kind of weird, what was kind of wild to me, why I never said anything, because the College Football Hall of Fame posted that they had them. And they don't. They absolutely don't. They're sitting here in my house right now. I, they're photo matched the whole nine yards, but theirs are very close too. But I think I, MJ said that he thinks they're the ones that he gave them are from the Tennessee game. So like I, just the grass stains, of course, being a, you know at, at Heinz Field around the same time of year could look pretty similar. Uh, but yeah, so I actually have the Pitt Six gloves, and the College Football Hall of Fame does not. And I did not come across these in any illegal way. I just, they were a hookup. They were free 99. They were from my dog. We're going to put it there. Um, and then below that ball and those gloves and everything, I have uh, the first regular season game at Akershire Stadium from the Steelers. Um, it's that program with Minka on it. And then in front of that, it's a practice ball signed by Minka with Go Steelers on it that my friend Ryan uh shout out jenny that's it's just a long story we won't go into that one but we've called him jenny 
Um, this ball was signed by my buddy Ryan. He, he he ran into Minka on the south side, and he had him sign it, and then me and him worked out a deal for it. Pretty solid. And then in with that ball, I have a ticket from that game along with a pin, um, and also Ogunjobi's gloves from that game as well, just kind of something that looked good in there, and then it was also from that game too. Um, so then below that one, I have a team-issue jersey of Deontay Johnson that I received in a Pittsburgh Steelers mystery pack directly from the team. The team sells these um, occasionally on game day throughout the offseason, you know, very, very seldomly. Um, they're typically sold at the, at the shows like GTSM and CSA and those sorts of things, but they'll have the mystery-issue jerseys where, you know, you could pull a, uh, you know, a Deontay Johnson or a Duck Hodges or, you know, then you could be pulling a guy like, you know, I think the last name was like Bandy or something like that. No knock on the lower level players, but, you know, it's almost like a break to try to pull the big name team issue jerseys or you can get a practice squad type of player. Um, but then I, I just so happened to pull a Deontay Johnson jersey with my son for his first game. So it's actually like a, an extra cool thing. But Deontay is a big piece of the team now so that's why i went with his jersey in there you know obviously you know fans are kind of hard on him which i think is outrageous he is our best wide receiver by far and i don't say that lightly argue with me in the comments i don't really give a shit because deontay johnson is the only person that gets college level open according to arthur motes as well and it's true watch the tape the tape doesn't lie deontay's sick nasty i don't care if he didn't have any touchdowns last year Numbers will talk this year. It's all good. Deontay ain't worried about it. Um, and with that, I have his game-used pants and also some game-worn gloves as well um, signed by him too. So that's kind of like the little Akersure Stadium case. Um, and that was kind of like, you know, like I said, that one's been giving me a lot of struggle because it's like I didn't know what the heck to kind of go in there. So I'm sure maybe after the year or two of, of – you know, watching some stuff, that one will kind of come too. So right now I'm just kind of worried about making that one just look nice for the time being and not really trying to stress myself out about something stupid. And then above that one I have something that kind of means a lot to me. It is a game-used jersey of Tunch Ilkin, or at least I should say in my belief it's a Tunch Ilkin game-used jersey. It came as a blank jersey, um, but I'm pretty sure that it is the same jersey he wears in one of his football cards, um, just by the sleeves and some of the stitching. I have to go back through and, and really double check, but it's you know it's just something that I that that hangs up because of whose it is, and I've had the uh, nameplate professionally restored as well, so that is back on the jersey. It was removed by the team because the team recycles that kind of stuff. Um, but I love Tunch. This is um, I think it, today was actually the the two year anniversary of his last walk that we did with him and Craig, um, and. And that was really sad, you know, somebody that I heard talk on the radio all the time, kind of growing up, and to be honest, kind of took for granted. There's a lot of players that, that I would say Steeler fans take for granted because they're always around in the area, and, you know, you don't talk to them enough because, oh, well, he's always around. I'll, I'll get him next time, blah, blah, blah. You know, but and, and Tunch was one of those guys that was always around, and, you know, he never thought very highly of himself. If you bump into him and Wolf and wanted them to sign a helmet, you know, that had, you know, some big-name players on it, they'd say, are, are you sure you want me on this? And that's the kind of guys they they were. They were very humble, um, but fantastic people. Um, and Tunch was, is one of the only players I can honestly say that made you want to be a better person all the time just because of, 
you know, you're seeing a guy who actually has been to multiple Pro Bowls um, and still does so much for the community all the time. It was an all-the-time thing. He was always giving back. Um, and just talking to him, you, you know, he, he'd always treat you like one of his own. So, shout out, Tunch. Rest in peace there. Um, yeah, I, I think if anything, we'll take a few-second moment of silence here for Tunch. Yeah. God bless you, buddy. You're fantastic. So, I have his jersey up on display in my living room. And... I can't imagine that leading anytime soon just because of his status in my heart, and he's a great guy. But then you start breaking into my bar area, we'll start jumping on from there. Um, probably the first thing you'll see is another game-used jersey. Um, well, actually, no, it's not a game-used jersey. Team-issued jersey because the player did not dress for the game that it is. It is a Mason Rudolph team-issued jersey from the uh, Franco game. It's got the patch on it and everything, but obviously never worn because he was the third QB that game and was on the sidelines but the team actually laundered the jer most of the jerseys after the game and that's kind of was the big point of me spending like half the money on a mason jersey or you know compared to like double the money for a player that was on the sideline during the game and maybe played a few snaps but like i said at the end of the day they laundered everything so kind of like it's going to sound disgusting the stank from the game you know all, all the blood sweat that went into that game was washed off so if, if i was going to be stuck with one that you know was washed i might as well get the brand new one of the qb that i don't mind you know it's a cool looking jersey i like it and inside of that little case i have a program from the game um and then next to that i got a little canvas that says north shore all you know like a nice little piece of something up there um and then below that we got some really cool stuff I have a paper towel dispenser signed to T-Dog from my guy Jeff Reed. Another guy Steeler Nation takes for granted. Great dude. Always around. If you see Jeff, say what's up. Super nice guy. You won't regret it. And you may make a, a friend for life out of him. Super cool guy. and very humble. Um, and then next to that, I have a 16 by 20 framed and matted signed by Kevin Green and Greg Lloyd. This is the, um, it's a pretty popular photo. I think Total Sports Enterprises did a run with them. And uh, Kevin Green and Greg Lloyd are both um, in color. And then like it's called a spotlight image. I'm trying to describe it for those who, who wouldn't know what that is, but it's essentially, you know, just the players are in color and then the background is all black and white. Really cool looking photo. And then to the left of that, I have a piece of art of TGOD founder Wiz Khalifa. Just uh, just kind of something I bought from a friend who who does some art, and it looks pretty pretty sweet. And I don't really have anything of Wiz Khalifa in my man cave, even though he's probably one of my favorite artists. Obviously from from Pittsburgh, and you know smokes a pound a day. So you got a got a shout out Wiz there. Um, then in front of that, I have a little display case filled with some pit stuff that I'm kind of filling up. You know, the, the, this is still a very big work in progress. Just kind of figure out, figure out what's going to go in there, if it's even pit, if it's something else. I had also thought about kind of dedicating the whole case to my son. Just putting all his little stuff in there and all the stuff that we collect together. Because, um, you know, as of right now, there's already there's already a few things in there that were from him. So I thought about just kind of letting it rock and roll. Um, 
But on top of that case, I have two Steeler cases that contain a 1966 game-used football um, presented to Andy Russell from the Pittsburgh Steelers versus St. Louis Rams, whatever they were at that time. They beat them 30-9 at Pitt Stadium on November 13, 1966. And that ball, like I said, was presented to Andy Russell, and it's got the paint on it and everything, and I have that. And then, like I said, next to that, I also have um, a pair of Andy Russell game-use cleats. I have not matched these any game, but they came directly from um, Andy himself. And pretty cool little thing there. So, the, again, I haven't matched them, but they're really old school. Um, black leather all beat up and everything. Looks sweet displayed. And then actually in that case is, like I said, mostly pit stuff. Um, but just a few little things kind of right now because it's kind of torn apart a little bit. Inside I have an MJ Devonshire custom jersey that, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty cool with him next to my backyard brawl cup. And that's inscribed to me with the pit stick pit six stuff on it um and then below that i have a mini helmet that scott mckillop sent me when i was a little kid my dad actually worked with his dad at norfolk southern and he told me i was really big into football and if you don't know who scott mckillop is he was a pretty badass linebacker from Pitt. um and i think his main year that he was really popular was 2008 that might have been his senior year so it was like 07 08 were his really popular years he was a part of the 13 to 9 um, backyard brawl game and I believe he actually led the nation in tackles in 07 or 08 and then was drafted by the San Francisco 49ers in the fifth round of the draft that year I don't even have that notated I, I literally just remember it um, but he was really cool and they sent me a signed mini helmet some other little stuff um, then next to that I have an 8x10 that I got really cheap off of eBay signed by Tony Dorsett the Sports Illustrated then also got an 8x10 signed by Hugh Green then in front of that, I got some pretty cool stuff. I have a card. Um, let me see what kind of card it is. I can't make out what, what the name is. It's a Tops, but it's signed by Craig Hayward, and it's got the whole pit thing on it. It's a really badass card there. Shout out Cam Hayward, Ironhead, but great pit running back. Then next to that, I have a logo ball that I got signed by Tony Dorsett at the Backyard Brawl. Um, even better there. Um, but he signed that and 76 Heisman and Hall of Fame 94 on it for me. So that's a really lucky find right there. You can't, you know, that's a like a $100 autograph, I think, at the show. And, and he really did it up, did the Heisman and the Hall of Fame thing on it for me. Then next to that, I have um, a, a towel from the Pitt Blue Gold game that Phil Jerkovic gave me that me and my son went to. And that pretty much concludes that pit case. Like I said, that one is still like a work in progress. I'm still really working on what goes in there. And then directly adjacent to this case and, you know, the things on top of that, I also have a Heinz Field used seat that I had to drive three and a half hours to Michigan to get. I kid you not, a guy sold it to me for $25. I drove three and a half hours to Michigan 25 bucks cash bam Heinz field used seat um and, and it is from i think it was a row a seat um but it also has um the pit panthers like the old dynacat logo on it so that's a pretty cool little you know thing about it then we start progressing into the bar a little bit and i'll kind of i'm not going to speed through everything because we still have a good bit to go here i know this is it gets really really 
to be a lot here. I mean, we're already 35 minutes into this episode. We're not even into the man cave yet. Um, but then here we have a Marquise Pouncey practice jersey. This is his last practice jersey he ever wore for the Steelers. And I had him sign that when I went to go um, and, and cook for the terrible tailgate down in Miami. They had an event with him the night before the game, and they really hooked me up and got me some VIP stuff. And I was really, you know, really fortunate enough to have Marquise hook me up big time. Shout out, Pouncey Brothers. If you're down in Miami area, they have um, Tropical Distillery down there. That is their liquor. I don't drink, but the bar area was fantastic. It's a really cool spot to hang out. I can imagine it being a fun time in there, especially if the Pouncey twins are in there. But it's it's a mannequin there, and it has his last jersey displayed, um, along with his game-used pants. Um, and there are a pair of shoulder pads on it, so I can't get Marquise Pouncey shoulder pads at anything like that or anybody even really close. Um, but I do have Anthony Ciccolo's shoulder pads on, on there, and that's kind of what houses the jersey. It looks really sweet. You know, of course, it's shoulder pads, and I love Anthony Ciccolo. Really cool dude. Um, bumped into him a few times at camp, but nothing really, you know, really personable with him. But just thought he was a cool guy. And then um, next to this is probably going to be getting demolished here shortly. I have, like, a little like metal stand but i'm trying to put a 12 cube organizer here so i can really kind of maximize some stuff and uh you know just start displaying a lot more of my game used items because i have a whole tote full of gloves and stuff that i really just don't get to display i'm um, just because there's just not enough not enough room so on this little shelf right now i have a a college rack and this college rack houses a Franco Harris Penn State helmet with We Are Penn State along with a uh, Pat Fryermuth card from Penn State signed and also a Joey Porter Jr. card signed. Then to the left of that, there's a Pitt helmet signed by the Dan the Man, Dan Marino. And that's my only Dan Marino item I have. And then the next rack up, we have um, a baseball from July 16th, 2017 used in the Pirates vs. Cardinals game. And this um this was an Adam Frazier, like he was hit by this ball. But the reason why this ball is so cool is it was from the last game that um, we kind of all went to as a group. It was myself, my buddy Alec, my friend Kiernan, and also my friend Brennan Brown who passed away. So it was our last time kind of going all up to the city together before he unfortunately, you know, passed away. And, you know, so it's just a game that I'll always remember. Then next to that, I have my first dollar I ever made from Tim Logger um, from Fifth Ave Sports. It was just kind of a funny thing. Uh, but yeah, long story short, he sent me a buck and he signed it and everything for me. You know, just a, my first dollar I ever made. And then um, next to that, I have a Hennessy bottle signed by Jeff Reed, saying happy 25th birthday. So my 25th birthday, we were drinking... Um, at the hotel event that we had Jeff Reed at, and a gentleman was fortunate enough, or was courteous enough to let us polish off his, his Henny, and, you know, so me and Jeff swashed it down, and I'm like, well, shit, we might, how often are we going to say that I drank Hennessy with Jeff Reed? I don't even drink Hennessy, even when I drank, it wasn't my thing, but free Henny with, you know, just, just to do it and say we did a shot with him for my birthday, it was a pretty cool thing. 
Um, and, and then even the next day for my actual birthday, I didn't think I was going to see him again because, um, you know, why would a Steeler player, you know, after you paid him for an event, want to hang out again? But he actually you know, hit me back up and said, you, you know, come down and hang out with us and watch the games for your birthday. And, hell, that's exactly what I did. And, and Jeff's been a great friend since, and he's a great guy. And uh, But that's just kind of the little stuff you don't see with a lot of players. Um, just, you know, a great guy, you know, just a great guy. Not because he bought me drinks, but because he didn't have to. He didn't even have to call me and say, hey, come down and do a shot with me. You know what I mean? He didn't He, he didn't have to call me and even tell me happy birthday. He already got paid, and, you know, he was ready to go back to the airport at that point in time. You know, so really fantastic, and shout out Jeff. Then on, on, on my last rack here, I have um, just kind of things that are just kind of sitting here waiting to go up. I have a little 4 by 6 or a 5 by 7 photo that... I also got signed by Franco Harris, and it's signed by Frenchie Fuqua, too. And then next to that, I have a Heinz Field used cup holder signed by Duck Hodges with a bunch of inscriptions on it, housing a bush light can that's also signed by Duck. Um, then jumping over to my wall next to all this, so right in front of all this is my bar area. This is my bar, and then behind all this is the stuff I, I pretty much just told you. But then to the left of the bar area, I have a giant jersey, or a giant glove rack. Like, the whole wall is made with 3D, or um, it has 3D printed stands that house hands for gloves, and also um, a nameplate from their locker. So, I have a couple players up right now. These will always interchange, just kind of like, that's kind of what I made it for, so I can change out the players when new players come and go, and, you know, maybe move them elsewhere. Starting at the top, I have Tyson Alu Alu. Um, I don't want to take this down at all. I want the Steelers to re-sign him. He is a, you know, just a cool, cool dude. Always super nice. And then next up, you have Larry Obi One Kenobi. Yes, Ogan Joby. Then you have Chris Wormley's gloves and nameplate next to him. And then below that, I have Juju Smith Schuster, Deontay Johnson. Um, Antonio Brown, and these are all either game-used or practice-used gloves along with their game-used or team-issued nameplate. I have Cam Sutton up, Najee Harris, Connor Hayward, Ramon Foster, David DeCastro, and Marquise Pouncey. So those are all, all, all the gloves I have up. Um, I'd like to add more. Like I do have more sitting in a bin. I just don't really have the room to put it. Then you move over to the corner, and this is the end of the wall of the bar. On this wall, I have a giant Collect All 4 Rolling Rock um, like promotional poster, like a giant thing they would put up in a bar or something. And this is signed by Myron Cope. Um, really cool thing, the inventor of the terrible towel. Below that, I have a giant, um, I don't know, I'd say it's its a frame 16 by 20 lithograph, maybe out to be a little bit bigger than that. I'd have to do the exact measurements, but a pretty big um, lithograph that was um, actually housed by Andy Russell for a while. Um, but it's an original print, and it's signed by Andy Russell, Jack Lambert, and Jack Hammond. It's a lithograph of all three guys in you know, their, their positions, and then a nice little um, portrait of them behind themselves. And then above that, in my doorway going into my kitchen, I have a Heinz Field sign that says the distance to Heinz Field from my house, which is 41 miles, and the exact distance that it is, or like pointing to the direction that it is. 
Then above that, I have a custom-made panoramic that me and uh, my buddy John kind of put together. I think this is actually one he made all by himself, so that I have no credit on this one at all. Um, but long story short, it's of um, some of the best Pittsburgh defensive backs in Steeler history, or I should just say Pittsburgh cornerbacks exclusively, not including safeties, anything along those lines. So there was just a bunch of signings kind of correlating in line with each other for the most part. So it was Mel Blunt. Rod Woodson, Ike Taylor, and Joe Hayden. So these are all four DBs on there, you know, and it's all signed as well. So pretty cool little thing. Jump into the other side of the wall here to start. This is like the only hockey game use thing I like have whatsoever. It's a Evgeny Malkin game use stick and a Mike Conley practice used face mask that's actually dented and it says it's dented from Evgeny Malkin that I got at the Penguins equipment sale. And then I also have a Pirates game used bat on the wall from Eric Gonzalez. I have no ties with Eric Gonzalez. It was just a really cheap bat to display. And it looked nice. And then leading over there, there is the door there that leads into the man cave. And on, on the front of that door, I have a framed 16 by 20 frame with the t-shirt that I wore with Franco Harris like a week before he passed away where we actually did the Francoin pose together with his jar of marinara sauce that he was um, out promoting like the week before he passed away and it was and it was benefiting a charity as well like Franco always did and uh, yeah so I, I, I was very fortunate there was an event going on where he was um, taking pictures and signing one item along with um, his, uh, his marinara sauce that he would sign and you know, there was also a contest going on where you could, you know, F Franco for a chance to win. I think it was game tickets and tickets to his dinner the uh, night before. And so I'm like, well, what's better than Franco and with Franco? You know, so I, I had bought the shirt to get autographed and I, um, I put the shirt on and we took the picture with the marinara sauce. And then, you know, of, of course the news broke like the week later and it was just, the horrible contest didn't even happen anymore obviously and it was you know just such a sad thing because he was such a great guy um and you know, always doing nice things for everybody then on that wall i have um game use jersey or i should say team issue jerseys for the most part hanging up on the wall um all on half mannequins and then i'm working on getting one more so i just need a throwback jersey to hang up I know I have a throwback jersey on the other wall, but I'm displaying that front wise for the 50th patch and everything. So now I need to buy a block letter, probably another five, six hundred dollars out the door eventually. Um, but on this wall, I have a Pat Fryermuth team issue jersey that's signed, a Duck Hodges team issue jersey, a David DeCastro team issue jersey that's signed, a team issued 2021 yellow practice jersey that's signed by Joey Porter Jr. and it's inscribed. I um, just thought it was something cool. Like I'll, I'm obviously not going to be able to afford a Joey Porter Jr. used practice jersey after he plays, nor a game used jersey. So, you know, that's the closest thing I'm going to get. And I paid $75 plus tax for the practice jersey. You can't beat that. And then next to that, I have James Conner's last practice jersey that he ever wore as a Steeler. And that is everything that is being displayed in the bar and living room. Now it's time. It took me 46 minutes essentially to go through that. We're going to try to get through the man cave here. I mean, we're just going to let it run. I don't have to stop anything anymore with this new program I have. So we're just going to keep it rocking and rolling right into the man cave. We're going to come through the door through Franco's Italian Army right there. And then you have a yellow room, which 
was kind of a shout out to an ex that told me I couldn't have a yellow room. And I did the whole uh, easy E FYB. That's all I'm going to say right there. Y'all can fill in the rest of the blanks there. And my room's yellow. But on the other side of the door, I have a Pitt Panthers um, team schedule poster that I just got done at the at the blue gold game but it was more or less just you know it's just something to kind of hang up and i have the schedule and it's a bunch of guys that i'm sure i'll be kind of working with this year and some really cool kids we're doing an event like i said this this saturday june 17th i'm not sure when this episode is dropping or or when you're listening to it but june 17th we're putting on a big 10 player event at the washington crown center with a bunch of pit guys um i'm sure i already had most of them on this poster but that's on the back of the door leading into the right side of that wall there we have um, a framed Ben Roethlisberger jersey signed. This is like my little quarterback area here, along with a Cordell Stewart jersey that we had signed last year. Um, and it's inscribed Slash and the Pro Bowl and the MVP. Um, and then I also have a 16 by 20 canvas that is like half pit, half Steelers of Kenny Pickett that I had to like force feed down his throat at training camp. And I, when I say thank you, Kenny, I truly mean thank you, Kenny, because dog, you you were not gonna sign this thing, and I don't blame you. I'm a you know, twenty at the time, twenty seven year old autograph chaser. I get it, my man. But you made my day, and it's not leaving the man cave unless I'm getting something way way better of yours to hang up. So again, thanks, Kenny, for that. He signed that at training camp for me last year. Like I kid you not, I was hanging over the ropes, like putting it in his lap like please my man before you go hop on the cart that's it you know sign it in black like that's it and uh then i'm i have a little area where i'm going to be putting some 11 by 14s and stuff of some quarterbacks the one thing i have that's ready to go right now um is a joe gillum uh sports illustrated and inside of this little case is also a signed index card of joe gillum um, but love Joe Gillum, really unfortunate story from what I've kind of read is he was a great QB and he actually beat out Terry Bradshaw for a short period of time. Um, but he had a, a, a problem with drugs and that's what kind of made him fizzle out of the league. Like I think a lot of guys in the seventies, cocaine was a very big thing back then. And, um, it seems like I got the best of a lot of people, but then I have a little cleat shelf where this is not really anything quarterback specific um maybe one day it will be when i have enough stuff right now it's just some some cleats on the shelf i got my duck hodges training camp 2020 cleats that were a gift from duck i've got some chris warmly game use cleats that i bought off of chris um not super cheap i got uh sean spence's pink breast cancer awareness cleats from the I want to say it was the Browns game in 2017. I think I photo matched them too. And then below the shelf, I have kind of hung up in a game used style. My Yinzer Mob Next Man Up, it's a Berg thing t-shirt with uh, my first run walk um, tag on it and everything from September 3rd, 2022. This was my first official 5K. I'm uh, I'm a runner. I'm a track star. Not really, but I'm the I'm the fastest fat guy you ever meet as far as distance, not even speed. But I don't know. It's it's just kind of fun. Like after after playing football, and I you know I kind of hurt myself lifting and everything. It was tough to really get into shape, so I just kind of started running. And I'm like you know, pretty much run, fat boy, run. And then you know it was 
kind of stuck ever since. I just did 10 miles in Pittsburgh this past Sunday, um, seven miles the week before. You know, it's just, it's a blast. I really get into it and it's, um, it makes me feel good. So did my first official 5K. I'm like, I was really proud of it. And I decided to save all the stuff that I, you know, I wore. I have the t-shirt hanging up along with the, the, the metal and everything. And it, and it wasn't a bad time. I actually didn't even train that much for that. I had gone it. Um, I took like a, maybe a, a month and a half break from kind of doing a bunch of stuff. And then, um, you know, signed up for it. I'm like, I'm running, you know. And uh, then next to all this stuff, I have some uh, some jersey frames. I have my Lynn Swan jersey that he signed for me at my house for the Ford Hall of Fans, which we, we which we will kind of talk about that in a whole separate episode about the whole Hall of Fans thing and that whole experience. And I can really get open and honest with it now because I don't think there even is the Ford Hall of Fans anymore because Ford's no longer the official truck of the NFL. So I think I can actually be a little bit more open and talk about that whole situation. Um, then next to that, I have a um, Antonio Brown team issue jersey that has a video frame in it that I got from my friend Josh for selling some of his stuff for him. Much um, technically, I still need to sell some more of it. It's just, you know, some things just don't sell for a long time. It, you know, I don't know what it is. If you want a certain price, you gotta you gotta be patient. Um, but then below that, I have a big 24 by 36 poster that I actually kind of. Um, so I attached this 24 by 36 poster of Le'Veon Bell to a foam board and I cut a little slice in it above where his, um, his belt towel was. And I actually have his game used belt towel from this game. So I slid that through the hole and it looks like his belt towel just kind of hanging through the back. And the reason why this is such a big deal, cause obviously it's Le'Veon Bell. I like Le'Veon, but you know, he, He's not a focal point in Steeler history really anymore, you know, just kind of fizzled out. But this game was um, the day my son was born. It's his birthday, and I'm, I specifically remember watching it in the hospital, you know, not obviously with him. He's sleeping in a little thing, but, you know, just the first little little piece of Steeler history. It's from, it's from his birthday. You can't really beat that. And then to the left of that, I got two panoramics, probably my two favorite panoramics we've done. And both I haven't done. I seem to like the work that my buddy John does more than my own work. And uh, that's a shout out to John. He does great work. Um, but there's a Troy Palomalu panoramic that, I kid you not, the autograph is probably the size of both my hands side by side. And it's got the Hall of Fame 20 inscription on it. And it's got Canton on there and Pittsburgh to the right of it. Really badass picture. And then below that is a Joe Hayden panoramic. The reason why it's so cool is um, it just so happened we found a good picture of uh, of Joe making almost like a wings type situation. So we copied the uh, Jordan concept for wings and we turned it into Joe Hayden. And uh, obviously had him sign it and write, write Jumpman on it. And I believe he still has one in his house, maybe, hopefully. I hope he does. It was a really, you know cool thing and uh, those sold out really quick I think we had a limited line of 23 and yeah they literally all sold out like that which is insane like I don't, I don't do numbers like that at all anymore 23 of anything for me to sell is crazy good you know um, so yeah um, and then going to the left of that I have a bin with some gloves in it nothing super crazy and there's kind of some of my extras I'd say probably just the coolest thing in there is a is a game used towel from an unnamed player from the Cleveland Browns game with the infamous Mason head hit. And I actually had Mason sign it. 
Um, I won't lie, I was somewhat deceptive in having him sign it. Um, I'm sorry, Mason, but I promise it's not out of, I'm not going to sell it. It's all good, buddy. I promise. I'm sorry. But essentially, it's from that game. But I didn't like tell him it wasn't from that. I just had him sign a towel to signing, and you know he didn't ask, and I didn't say nothing. But it was just a cool piece that you know, I'm not going to have anything from that game, and you know, just a crazy thing that, that happened I'd like to keep in my collection forever. Um, and left that, I have I have a retail display case filled with some stuff. This is kind of my Heinz Field case here, per se. Um, going above this case, there are some game-used cleats, um, three 8x10 photos, and also I have six custom jerseys um, that were autographed and personalized to me. Starting at the bottom, I have in the Heinz Field case, um, going into it, I have a big, um, uh, I'm sorry, a yellow authentic 75th anniversary helmet signed by a ton of members from that. Um, the only real big name I'm missing at this point is like Big Ben, you know, maybe like a Lamar Woodley, some of those guys, but for the most part it has all the big people on it. Heath Miller, Troy P. Hines, pretty much everybody that wore that helmet. I was trying to get on it, even down to like the Cam Hayward that only has, you know, like one year in that helmet. Then in front of that is a ticket stub for my first ever game. It's not the actual ticket stub I had, but I found it online, so I had to buy it. It's actually got my boy Ike Swaggin on it. And uh, it's, uh, but it's from my first game against the Carolina Panthers in the 2006 preseason in a Heinz Field Cup holder that actually Jason and I got signed together at his first ever private signing with James Harrison. Um, really cool thing. Debo was pretty cool. Uh, it, Jay's barely really knew who he was. I tried explaining it, um, but I'm sure one day he'll look back and say, wow, you know, that, that was a cool thing that we did. Then I have an Isaac Redman game-used glove that I got from online. Just really like Isaac Redman, and it kind of fit the theme of, like, you know, that little, uh, you know, 08-10 era, you know, that Super Bowl era in Heinz Field you need to represent. Um, and then I have actually my first, my, my, not the actual ticket stub. Or no, actually it is the exact ticket stub. I didn't have to buy this one. I, I found it. It is the exact ticket stub that me and my best friend Alec, this is probably, you know, not disrespecting any of my other best friends but this is this is my brother my brother alec um this was our first game together so i put that in the case and that you know it's special because it's in the same case like next to that is my son's um terrible towel that we got from his first game you know it was the pink giveaway for um it was against the broncos in 2021 and then i have our ticket stub from that and he has uh, my first game sign, signed by Chase Claypool in there from, you know, us waiting after the game for an autograph. Then I have Pat Fryermuth's game use face mask for, from that game, as well as some Zach Gentry gloves from the warm-ups that game. And in front of that, I have a gift that was, I almost still can't believe it was a gift. I have a Big Ben practice use cleat from the from training camp. And the era would have been around... 07, 08, 09, um, 10, somewhere in that ballpark. So definitely a crucial year in Ben's career uh, for the cleat. And the second level of that display case is, is the Pitt-Hinesfield stuff. Now, to be honest, I don't really do a lot of Pitt-Hinesfield stuff when um, I was in high school. I don't know. It's just I wasn't really big into college football. I played it a lot on NCAA and stuff, you know, but I, I don't know. I just wasn't really that into it, I guess. Um, but in there I have a... Todd Thomas game used jersey. He went to Beaver Falls High School. Shout out, Hot Boy. Um, and there's a ticket stub from 
a pit game I went to in high school against VTech um, that I think Dev Cook actually played in that game, and he did fairly well against Logan Thomas, and we kind of shocked Logan Thomas and beat him. Then next to that, I have some Rashad Weaver game used gloves um, and just some stuff that we got from Rashad. That was kind of like the first pit player we ever did a deal with. Um, that was after he played, so not before. No NCAA violations were made. Um, and then next to that, I have um, the last pit blue gold game at Heinz Field. The gloves of Eli Kasanovich, my buddy there from Alquipa. He gave me his gloves after that, and I had him sign them and everything. And then also I have a Kenny Pickett jersey that I got signed at the uh, Celebrity Softball game. So just a, like a regular Nike jersey. And then lastly in there, I have a Heinz Field cup holder signed by Kenny Pickett, the best pit QB at Heinz Field, technically. And above here, I got some game-used cleats of Deontay Johnson. Um, they're from the Broncos game in 2020. Um, touchdown in them. James Connors' first ever preseason game. I got Marquise Pouncey game-used cleats. Deontay Johnson rookie premier cleats. These are the cleats that he wore in all of his rookie cards for the most part. Um, Antonio Brown, I'm guessing practice use cleats, um, autograph. Then I have Juju Smith-Schuster hand-painted cleats. These are like Call of Duty themed, so they have they look like a like, like a World War II almost like tank or something along those lines, or it would be almost like a like an airplane like with the teeth and everything. I you know eventually you guys will see that. Um, then above that, I got some 8x10s. These are just more or less some space fillers. I'd say the only one that's kind of a lock-in to stay is the first one. And since we're kind of running somewhat low on time, I'll just kind of go over that one. Um, but this one was from the, the 2021 Baltimore Ravens game at M&T Stadium. It's when TJ watched jumping in the air, um, celebrating his record sack with Alex Highsmith. And it's actually signed by TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. But the cool thing about it isn't even the fact that it's a huge moment in his career. But behind that, your boy T-Dog and Vince Murray, Steeler Maniac, are right behind it in the front row cheering. So it was a crazy cold game, and I'll never forget it. It was a blast. We met Terrell Suggs the, you know, right before the game at, a, at an event. It's a really cool thing there. Um, and to get up to the jerseys, as of right now up here, these are going to be changing a little bit. Um, I have... First one, Brett Kiesel's Bumblebee jersey, and that's inscribed to me. Um, Jeff Reed, Alex Highsmith, Deontay Johnson, Antonio Brown, and Benny Snell. Um, and all these are inscribed to me. I have a few others that are um, on the rack that are inscribed to me, but I just haven't, you know, they're either taken down or, you know, either they're not playing anymore, something along those lines. But some of these are going to be getting swapped before this, this season. To kind of hop over to my jersey rack since we're already on the frame of jerseys. I'll kind of go through some of this is like, I guess, the rest of my team issue jerseys and stuff that aren't out in the living room on display. Um, to start out, I have, a, I have a Lamar Woodley team issue jersey, a Tommy Maddox team issue jersey, a Juju Smith, Ju, a Juju Smith Schuster uh, Nike jersey inscribed to me, a Greg Warren team issue jersey, and Izzy Abanacanda. Um, custom jersey inscribed Izzy to the Hizzy. I have a Martavis Bryant practice jersey and game use pants. I have a Dravon Askew Henry team issued jersey from Alquipa. 
um, but it's a Steelers team issue jersey from 2019. A Glenn Edwards um, ins inscribed custom jersey. A Deontay Johnson personalized jersey. A Azuna game from that um, 2017 game I mentioned that I went to with my buddy uh, Brendan. I have also game used pants of Chase Claypool from Big Ben's last game as a Steeler. Um, against the Kansas City Chiefs that we actually all went to. We drove, you know, the, the umpteen hours to get there. Then I have a, a steel curtain, kind of a 2.0 jersey type of thing. It just says steel curtain, and then it has 91, 99, 98, and it has all their stats. This is um, Aaron Smith, Brett Keys, Casey Hampton, but it's like a triple sign jersey, kind of a one-of-a-kind thing there. I have a Jason Gilden team-issued, a team-issued custom jersey. Um, I have a... I, a Super Bowl 30 polo shirt that belonged to Kevin Green that is signed by Chad Brown, Greg Lloyd, and LaVon Kirkland. And that's a really cool piece. Um, I wouldn't even know what, what kind of price tag to put on something along those lines. But, you know, just a really cool thing. It's it's hard to prove that it's even his other than just some paperwork from, a like, another big collector. Um, but then going on, I have a Yukon jersey used by Beaver Falls native B.J. McBride. Um, a custom jersey signed to me from Anthony McFarlane. And Eric Ebron, custom jersey inscribed to me. I have both my semi-pro jerseys on the rack from the West Virginia Ironmen. I have a Johnny Holton color rush jersey signed and everything that I actually bought directly from him. This is a 2019 jersey too, so I got this directly from Johnny. Um, a Kelvin Beecham game-used Bumblebee jersey and his pants, so it's like a whole outfit. It's not actually on display at the moment, only because uh, the nameplate isn't sewn on yet. So I have to get that sewn on, and then I think that might actually be taking the place of uh, the Pouncey practice jersey and such. So I might be putting the Pouncey signed up on the wall instead of the Connor, and you know, just kind of swapping stuff down like that. Then I also have a Javon Hargrave practice jersey and Andy Russell's NFL alumni suit jacket as well. And then we're almost wrapped up in the man cave. We're going to hop back on the walls. So this is to the left of the, you know, I have my TV right beside the jerseys and everything. Um, on my TV stand, I have a couple things here. I have a, I have a replica helmet signed by um, a ton of guys. This is literally everybody. This is just about everybody that was at the, um, uh, the Tunch Ilkin walk, his last walk. I was actually just talking about a little bit ago. Um, but this has Tunch on it, Craig Wolfley, Franco's on it, um, the mayor, Kent, the chaplain, J.T. Thomas, Jerry Mullins, Alex Highsmith, Mayor Peduto even. You know, so there's a ton of guys, like even Cody Sables on it. And I did like the same thing. It's kind of coincidental that it happened like this because it's just, it's just weird that it happened kind of coincidentally. But he passed away and I got a team helmet signed by everybody that was at the last event that I was at with him, with Tunch. Then a few months later... Um, I ended up getting a full-size replica helmet signed at the softball game that same year. Signed by a ton of dudes, Kendrick Green, Deontay Johnson, Cam Hayward, all the guys that were at the thing, even like Andrew Filipponi and stuff like that. But then, I had their Dwayne Haskins is on it as well. And then, I mean, unfortunately, he passed away. And it's just kind of weird that, you know, two team helmets, two individuals passed away from them. So I actually have those... Um, displayed like right on the thing of uh, just uh you know everybody that was at the softball game all the celebrities that participated are all on there and then going down to the bottom rack below that i have a deontay johnson signed mini helmet that's inscribed to me 
And then I have something cool from Jeff. This was actually a little gift. So that event that I had with Jeff, Jeff um, comes down, I think the morning of the event or maybe the morning after. And he's like, hey, man, I was going to throw this away, but uh, I assumed you guys were in, you know, I assumed you were into this kind of stuff. And he hands me a, um, a hairspray can sign, then it says hair of champions. And I'm like, that's like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like I couldn't be, you know, I couldn't express thank you enough pretty much. You know, this is, this is awesome. And, um, then I have an Antonio Brown signed cup holder that he signed for me down in Tampa Bay. Um, that's a Heinz field cup holder. I have a pit sign ball from that spring game that we were just at with Jace. And then I have a Benny Snell signed football that I literally had to like take off my shirt and spike for him. And that was like, uh, just, yeah, it was worth it at the time. But it was essentially like, you know, you can record this and put this on your thing if you sign my ball. Because he wouldn't sign for anybody. At the time, he, you know, at the time he was Benny Snell football. And uh, I know he ain't going to listen to this, so I'm not really too, too worried about saying anything about it. But, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to really say about that one. It wasn't really the best thing for an autograph. I'm kind of like, long story short, should borderline be ashamed for even making fans do that. You know, because that's, that's, like, that's like literally the vibe it was. He would sign a couple, make people, you know, do do push-ups for it, something along those lines. In my opinion, it was, it was kind of degrading. And I don't really care because at the end of the day, at the time, I equate it to money. You're giving me 40 bucks so I don't have to buy your autograph or whatever it was at the time. And I was that was literally the first training camp I ever went to. So I didn't know any better. Um, then going up on the wall beside the TV, I have a big... Coors Light Super Bowl 43 banner that's signed by Mike Tomlin and also Mike Tomlin drew a play on it. Not like a big play, but it's just like a button nook, you know, with some uh, check downs and stuff on it. But it's a pretty cool little thing. Um, and then below that, I have another retail case with some stuff in there. And inside of that, I have Mike Tomsack's game use cleats. I have a Heinz Ward training camp used glove. Dante Jones game used gloves. I have a Rod Woodson goal line art card. I have a Justin Strelzik signed card. A Louis Lip signed card in there. And then I have a football that's signed by a bunch of people. Um, that's like a game ball from that era. And it's a, uh, it has Jerome Bettis, Justin Strelzik, Tim Lester, um, a bunch of guys like that. That you know, uh, of course, Tim Lester and Justin Strelzik are passed away. And that's kind of why I mentioned those two first. Is why is like that's kind of rare as opposed to you know something else. Then below that, I started to kind of do a more shout-out. This is technically a Three Rivers case. I didn't I didn't go into that one, but this is like my Three Rivers shout-out case. So I have like my my Heinz Field, my Three Rivers, and I have my Akershire out, out in the living room. Um, so it kind of goes like from oldest to newest, essentially. Um, but then on the second half of this, I have a lot of 70s stuff. So I'm going to start with the coolest thing um, I have in there, in my opinion. I have a Get Well Soon card that Art Rooney Sr. wrote out to... Um, Raymond Wilt, who was a politician in Pennsylvania around that time, and pretty much saying, like, get well soon, um, you know, like, th this whole thing. Um, but even funnier, I drive home from the Steeler games on Raymond E. Wilt Highway. So it's kind of like such a coincidence that, like, I bought this and then realized that I drive on that same road all the time. But it's actually from... Um, Silas Rooney too, like he's the preacher. I'm not sure the priest. I think it is. He's Catholic, so he'd be a priest. But Silas Rooney was a priest, and he's and it's literally his stamp on the uh, card as well. So really cool thing signed by the chief. 
Then I have a full-size helmet signed by like Terry Bradshaw, Donnie Shell, you know, Franco, a ton of guys from the 70s who were very, very, very popular. Then I also have a Dan Rooney signed goal line art card along with an Ike Taylor cigar, one of a kind, um, with Terry Bradshaw's bourbon. And I also have a Three River seat back in there signed by Lynn Swan that Lynn Swan signed at my house for the Ford Hall of Fans thing along with Terry Bradshaw on it, as well as um, Frenchie Fuqua and Rocky Blyer. And Frenchie did the honor of writing R.I.P. Franco on it because it was I was unfortunate and I wasn't able to get him on that in time. Um, bouncing over to the left wall here, we're going to jump into some other... Well, actually, no, we'll start out with the Steelers. So I have a wide receiver chrome helmet that's kind of decked out with a bunch of guys on it. Um, I've pretty much gotten most of the best receiving core that we've ever had. Antonio Brown's on it, Heinz Ward, Heath Miller, Louis Lips, Lynn Swan. Um, I'd say the main guy I'm, I'm missing at this point is like John Stallworth and Santonio Holmes. On the backside, we do have Juju, Ernie Mills, um, uh, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth. So eventually we'll add pickings. You know, I, I, I'm trying to like kind of wait it out to see kind of where people fall on that stuff because if you, you know if you're going to last, you're obviously going to last, and I'll be able to add you on there maybe to the front. Um, but that's signed by those guys so far. And then jumping over to the other wall, this is all Penguins and uh, Pirates here. I've got some jerseys of Chris Letang, Sidney Crosby. These are kind of cheaper jerseys. I don't really put a lot of money in, into the other um, teams as much as I do the Steelers. Um, Neil Walker, a, a camo jersey signed by Neil, a Josh Bell jersey. I've got some pucks. I have the two games that me and my son went to. I had Tristan Jari sign them. Then I have a little rack of 11 by 14s with um, Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Matt Murray, Tristan Jari, um, Patrick Hornquist, and Chris Kunitz. And then above that, I have a 16 by 20 of Josh Bell. I have an Andrew McCutcheon 20 by 30 photo. I have an O'Neill Cruz 16 by 20 photo. And then kind of finishing out the rest of the room here on my back wall that I have. Um, this is um, probably, I would say, my most expensive pictures. They're big posters signed by the three Super Bowl teams that we pretty much have. Super Bowl XL, the, you know, the 70s all kind of bleed into one, obviously. Um, and then the, you know, Super Bowl 43 and these posters are all pretty much signed by not all the team, obviously the only one that's pretty much signed by everybody is the seventies lithograph that I have. And this is signed by literally 53 members of the Steelers, you know, Larry Anderson, Matt Barr, John Banizak, Tom Beasley, Theo Bell, Rocky Blyer, Mel Blunt, Terry Bradshaw. You know, I, I'm not going to say 53 names here for you, but you get the gist 53 autographs on that one. Now I've got a Super Bowl 43 poster with, you know, most of the big names on it, minus Ben. It's got Santonio and Troy and James and, you know, Hines and Willie. And then I have a Super Bowl XL poster. It's essentially the same thing. It's got, um, this one pretty much has all the big names, even including Big Ben. Um, it's got Big Ben, Harrison, Bettis, Hines, Cower, Joey Porter, Willie Parker, Veron Haynes, Brian McFadden, Heath Miller, Cedric Wilson, Dan Kreider, Antoine Randall-L. So I think the XL one's definitely a lot more complete than the 43 one. But um, I think once I get Big Ben on the 43, it's um, it's pretty close. Like I like I have on that one, James Ferrier, Lawrence Timmons, Darnell Stapleton, even Patrick Bailey. Ike Taylor's on it, Justin Hartwig, Willie Colon, Troy P., like I said, Willie Parker, Chris Hoke. Um, Harrison's on that one as well. We've got Ryan Clark on that. Dennis Dixon's already on it. 
Nate Washington's already on it, Heath Miller, Moelle Day Moore, Matt Spath. So there's already like some big kind of like hard to get names on that one, but it's just a matter of like obviously you got to get Ben. Um, and I'm sure there's a few other ones we definitely need. Like Lamar Woodley's not on that, and he was a big piece of that. Brett Kiesel. So there's a lot of names that we can definitely add to both of those posters over time. But they look good for right now, so I've been trying to focus my cash into like the other stuff that I need to kind of finish everything up. Um, but I don't want to wait too long, obviously, because you never know what happens. Um, then let me do a quick scroll. I think the last thing I will talk about is I did not go over my one little football that I have here. It's a Joe Namath signed football. This is my best Joe Namath. If you're not aware, Joe Namath is from Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. Joe, Joe Willie went to Alabama after Beaver Falls, obviously, and then um, played football for the New York Jets, and there's actually a big memorabilia display in the high school and everything for uh, Joe Namath. But this ball I got signed back in high school. I was a pizza delivery boy for a DNG Pizza, and I actually, no, believe it or not, I actually didn't even drive at this time. I was still just working inside, and the delivery girl took me with her to the delivery to help carry in all the pizzas so I could meet Joe. And then I'm waiting there with a the ball, and this is like, I think we retired his number at this time. And I'm like waiting to get his autograph. And he's like, oh, he has to go do an ESPN interview. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm the pizza guy. I got to go. And, you know, is there any chance he could, you know, all right, dad, sign his thing real quick. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, his daughter, even better. And, uh, but then he signed my ball and everything and shook my hand. And, uh, you know, my, my one moment with Joe Willie Namath and, and, uh, in my history of Beaver Falls. And, um, uh, yeah, I, w I wish Joe would come down more. I'm sure I just miss him. Hopefully I, I, I can get on that list when I'm famous enough one day more popular in this town you know but uh that's that's pretty much it for you know my my man cave and stuff i have on display um for the time being there will be some other stuff kind of coming and going and maybe eventually down the line i'll talk about some additions and subtractions and, and things like that um but I, I hope you enjoyed listening this went way longer than i anticipated i honestly thought this might be like a 30 40 minute episode and um but yeah an hour and 20 minutes is just peachy by me I, I hope you guys enjoyed going through my man cave with me and i hope to maybe see yours one day um back in the day we did do the seven tour the 724 kind of man cave world tour where we we, we just call it that because it sounds funny but essentially we, we were traveling from man cave to man cave and doing interviews in their man cave and talking about their favorite pieces and going through some stuff and uh you know yeah so I, I'd, I'd love to do that one day once this you know podcast maybe starts profiting we can eventually plan a trip like that where i'd love to fly somewhere and just do like a day trip you know something along those lines so um more to come next episode we're going to talk about the hall of honor museum that's going to be coming up next i'm going to go do a tour of the hall of honor museum down at akashur stadium and i'm going to go through everything i'm going to do a, a recording for me to go through and we're going to go through the entire thing. I'm going to judge it. I'm going to base it kind of based off of, is it as good as the Heinz History Center? Is it as good as like even the pro shop? Like if I can go in the pro shop and get similar memorabilia, you know what I mean? Like, so we're going to base it on a lot of things and um, I, I hope it's a good one. Um, it's, it's not done directly by the Steelers. I'm told it was an outsourced company that kind of went through and and did this whole sort of thing. So we'll see. That's coming up next on episode six. I hope you guys enjoyed episode five here at the Dogcast. Take care and have a good rest of your night.